Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the business journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. Commercial banking, relationships, and the North Texas economy are the focus as DBJ Associate Editor Alexa Reed welcomes Todd Burns, Dallas Market President for UMB Bank. As economic uncertainty continues to grow and remain a discussion amongst North Texas leaders, this week's Texas Business Minds episode looks to gain some insight into what to expect from the Dallas commercial market as we enter 2024. Todd Burns, Dallas Market President of UMB Bank and former Wells Fargo Executive Vice President, is currently responsible for all commercial banking in the Dallas market. Serving a 30-year tenure within the banking industry in DFW, he is now utilizing his expertise at UMB Bank, where he looks to grow the company even more. Hi, Todd. How you doing? Good afternoon, Alexa. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. I'm so glad we can make work. I'm happy to have you here. So... You recently came into your role at UMB Bank from Wells Fargo uh, not too long ago, I believe last month uh, was when it was announced. How has that transition been so far and uh, kind of what made you decide to make that career move? Sure. Well, I am a month deep into the new Dallas president role. It's been a great ride so far. I'm really optimistic about our future at UMB and our continued impact on Dallas. My move was mostly driven by my desire and need to get back to covering middle market companies in Dallas. So excited to be here and optimistic about the future. Oh, no, that sounds great. And I know you are one month in, so you kind of hitting the ground running based of just off of your experience that you come in and you've kind of been all around DFW. So I am interested because you have such vast experience in this market and every role that you've taken on, I'm sure it's just a different approach, at least I would assume. So tell me, what do you take with you from your previous work experiences into every new role that you get? Are there different expectations you have coming into each role and what have you learned? Yeah, I am a little unique in that sense that I've been kind of under the tent, so to speak, at the big three banks in Dallas-Fort Worth, having had an impact in leading teams there. And each you know, has their own core competency, what they do well, how they like to go to market. And you know, I started my career at Nations Bank, which turned into Bank of America. And I was really fortunate to be around what I would argue is a Hall of Fame class of individuals that were really impactful in my career. Many of those people are still in banking roles today, leading other institutions. And so I feel a lot of pride and I'm honestly just very thankful for the time people spent in my own career. And so as I developed as a baby banker many, many years ago, Bank of America, I learned from, quite frankly, I think the best, uh, and they had a big impact on my career. As my career has evolved, I took new roles at other institutions with larger responsibility, and with those came you know additional challenges, right? I grew as an individual. I had more responsibility in terms of you know, the P&L and, and headcount and, and obviously adapting to different go-to-market strategies. But, you know, the good news is my career has been a lot of fun. I truly enjoy what I do and having more responsibility as time has gone on has allowed me to grow as an individual, grow as a leader. And I'm thankful for all the opportunities. I've worked with some amazing people over the last 30 years. You know, in your current role, you're responsible for commercial lending, like here in Dallas-Fort Worth, um, including growing brand awareness and uh, adding more talent to your team. And so I kind of want to touch on what you said about your young banker, you're learning new things, you're coming into, you know, your career and your role and kind of what you want to do in your life as a job. 
So what are you specifically looking for for a team member? And do you kind of try to see that eagerness of kind of what I assume you had as a young banker of wanting to grow and be the leader that you are now and continuously growing into? So what kind of talent do you look for to support the branch? And and how is UMB Bank looking to grow in that way? It's interesting you ask that question. I think going back to the previous question, the one Mm -hmm. common theme you'll see with banks that perform well is they have a great group of core talent. Individuals that are passionate about delivering an experience for a client. They wake up every morning excited with what they're going to do. They're self-starters. They do all the simple things that you know, some people would look over, but they take a lot of pride in. As, as you talked about, I've been 50 years in Dallas. I'm a product of the Plano schools, went to UNT, have a lot vested in DFW. And so I enjoy it from that perspective, having a bit of an impact on the community. And, and so what we're looking for, really what any successful company is looking for, is people that share that same vision and passion to do well. We run, I would say, a pretty lean operation at UMB. We are relationship-focused We are very focused on the employees, focusing on their career development and providing challenge for them. That's another aspect of someone's personality that we would typically look for. And I think most people look for it's individuals that want to be stretched. They want to be encouraged to do really well. And more importantly, they're challenged in a way where even if there is a sidestep or a bit of a failure, it's not looked at as a demerit. It's looked at as just a way for them to grow personally. So no different from anyone else. I I think those who know me would say, you know, Todd has tons of energy, really likes what he does. He's super creative. I think he views risk and opportunity and, and sometimes the same light. And so again, finding those right individuals that share that same vision. You said creativity, you're a creative guy. I can feel your cadence through the screen of just, you love what you do, you enjoy it. Is there a lot of creativity that comes with and kind of maybe explain or expand more on the creativity that you're referencing within finance? Because you hear a lot about, you know, numbers and and kind of making sense of what is behind the scenes of, you know, businesses come to you and they want money. Okay, so I just kind of want to touch on what you mean by creativity in that aspect. Sure. Well, I think all of us grow up from a young age to have rules and boundaries and structure. And and in some cases, it can cause individuals who are brilliant in their own right to not look beyond the box. And we all have a credit policy manual, all the banks, it's all virtually the same. But, you know, the situations and the facts around opportunities when it comes to working with companies is a bit more gray, quite frankly. And so we all can have a pencil box and we all say all the pencils have to fit in the box. But if you really want to make an impact in the community and you really want to deploy capital in a way where it's going to you know, materially impact in a good way a company, you need to take all facts in consideration. And you know that requires a different kind of view and skill set. I grew up playing competitive tennis and played way too much chess. So think individual sport with sports with tons of strategy. So whether it's a blessing or a curse, my brain throws up constant decision trees when it comes to even, am I going to Starbucks in the morning or how can I help a company with a pretty massive recapitalization of their balance sheet? So again, I think it comes down to individuals that like to be challenged. They like obstacles. They are good puzzle solvers. And more importantly, they have leadership around them to support them in that development. Yeah, I kind of try to find um, 
like that box that we that we tend to check and we tend to not go outside of it like you said we grow up with a lot of rules and and we have to stick to processes so it's great to hear kind of like a fresh take on that there's so much outside of that that factors into you being successful in the working place one thing i would add it's interesting on the development front it's amazing how fast you can accelerate someone's development especially at a young impressionable age by giving them a stretch goal, stretch responsibility, and obviously giving them the structure and air cover around them to make sure that it's not you know too big of a mistake and there's a learning lesson in that. And I think in part of my career, in addition to managing a team of bankers, I also managed the analyst pool uh, for the region. And it was always very interesting to see how each individual at the ripe age of 22 years old, 23 years old, would look at a certain opportunity and more importantly, how quickly they would advance and progress in their own development when we would give them stretch goals. So again, I think a lot of it comes down to making sure you're encouraging the right things around people and making sure you're telling them and showing them the way that it's okay to be a little different and know that all that's good in the end. Is there any concern of the generation coming into the workforce now? I know it's a little different than it used to be. The generation now coming in, they are go-getters, but at the same time, they kind of have a different approach to balancing their life and their professional life. And a lot of them, from from what I've read and from what I've seen, you know, tend to jump to the next ship whenever they can, which is very advantageous. And we want our workforce to be constantly striving to be better than they used to be. So is there any concern there when it comes to expanding, whether it's talent or just in a market in general, with that kind of employment trouble, if that's a good way. Sure. (laughs) Well, and all I know is the banking space. That's where I've spent the last 30 years. The one theme I would mention is compensation is like number three in the list now for Mm -hmm. most individuals under the age of 28. What they're more interested in is the challenge and the opportunity to do something very different. Mm -hmm. So as a leader, when you think back to the 20 individuals, the analysts I was talking about, they're looking through a lens that's very different than I am, right? They're a different generation. They're seeing the advancement of the internet and heck talk about YouTube and Twitter and all the things that you know I didn't have growing up. So I actually find that subset of people like the greatest asset. I mean, that's who's gonna keep you relevant. And quite frankly, you'll learn a lot from those individuals as you operate as a leader and as you look to build a culture around them that they find satisfying. I wouldn't be surprised to hear people make comments like that typically, but not always. It's largely said by someone that has had a hard time evolving as a leader. And so, again, I view it as a challenge. I think it's great. That group inspires me more than really anyone in my career. And uh, it was a real opportunity for sure. I love that viewpoint on it because being on the business side of a lot of businesses, especially within media, it's it's a lot of, oh, we're concerned. And, and it's great to hear that it excites you, it challenges you. It makes you want to pick their brains and figure out how to get the best talent out of it all. But let's kind of dive into commercial lending. Talk to me about current trends you're seeing in the market right now. What has been the most noticeable change in the market over the length of your career? And what industries are you seeing become more active as of recent as well? Yeah, sure. I mean, those are all great questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, the market is evolving. I mean, we operate here in Texas and more importantly in DFW in the most dynamic economy that's in the United States. I mean, that's been going on for a decade now. 
you know, I work really closely with like the Dallas Regional Chamber and other organizations, and it's been fun to see that success. And it's not slowing down anytime soon. In fact, it's actually created additional challenges around, you know, employee base and housing affordability and infrastructure around public transportation. So those are all like good problems to have. But in terms of the market, we're not immune to what's going on in the economy across all of the U.S. I mean, the rate pressure that we've seen since February of last year is real. I mean, it's helped to slow down inflation. I think we're all trying to figure out, is this a bit of a dead cat bounce or is there a a little bit more of a fallout from how hot the economy was running the last 10 years? Most banks have pulled back. I would tell you debt and equity capital are better than what they were last year, but they're nowhere what they were two years ago. And quite frankly, I would say that when you take lending capacity out of the market, it has a trickle-down effect for everybody, for a company, for the companies that sell to that company, the employee base, do they have to do layoffs? Can they borrow appropriately? Is the company safe from a, a capital perspective? So I'm optimistic. I think, again, we're in a pretty unique metroplex here in DFW, but I would be cautioned a little bit in terms of what next year and really this year is going to look like. I think this year is going to look a little slower. You know, at UMB, I mean, we are well capitalized, open for business, but we're prudent. And we've been responsible the last five years, not trying to chase assets. We've really tried to focus on building the right relationships. So we're in a great position. I don't know if that's the case for everybody, but I do feel good about what the economy is going to look like. And again, I think if anyone's going to benefit from the rate declines over the next call it six to 12 months, it's going to be this Metroplex in Texas in particular. And when I think of like the most notable change over the 30 year time frame, it's pretty dramatic. Like when I started in the 90s, so early 90s, banks were obviously ranked by assets, you know, largely loans. And most of the focus was loan growth. Go grow loans, regardless of if it's a risky deal or if it's properly structured or if it has a normal return, but grow assets, grow assets. And so there was a long period of time in I'd say the first half of my career where growing loan assets was the big focus. That's changed dramatically since 2010 and 11. I mean, the capital standards that are now required make it much more difficult for banks to do that. And more importantly, as they've realized what the return looks like on that capital, there's now a much more disciplined focus around returns versus growing loans. And having said that, like I'd like to brag on, on the UMB team. I mean, our numbers are public in Texas, very different from other banks. And you know, we've got a $2.5 billion loan book in Texas. We grew 23% year over year last year and did it responsibly. Like that's you know, knowing as much as I know about the balance sheets of the other banks I've worked at, like that's pretty remarkable. And quite frankly, just a testament to how you position a firm in the market and go after the right relationships. Todd Burns joining us. Next, how UMB Bank plans to expand in the market when Texas Business Minds continues. At Texas Mutual, we work vigilantly to investigate and prevent workers' compensation insurance fraud, which has resulted in over $13.5 million in restitution and recoveries for Texas businesses since 2018. Learn how your business is better at texasmutual.com slash fraud. You said UMB has been focusing on the relationships and you're looking forward to this year because it's going to be positive. So what kind of clients specifically are you looking for with UMB and how do you position yourself to continuously grow those relationships? 
I mean, every city says it's the most competitive banking environment. I do think Dallas is top three for sure, maybe top two, which creates its own challenges. So you have to be you do have to be creative. I think you need to be consistent in your approach to the market. And when having the opportunity to talk with the company, to potentially build a relationship, you need to show up best and first. And that's something that requires a lot of coordination internally. It requires a lot of attention on the types of companies we want to call on, on the client selection, so to speak. We don't really have a bias against any one particular industry. It's about finding a company finding an ownership group, a management team that just appreciates our value proposition. I mean, we can do the same things as a big bank and operate just as quickly as a small community bank, which is a nice like tool chest to have. And we like to pull those levers when our capital is being viewed in a way where it is a relationship going both ways. So again, kind of a great answer, but um, it's one that just appreciates our value proposition. I wouldn't even say it's kind of a great answer. It's more of just like, I mean, any business you go into, whether or not it is banking or a complete opposite of it, you are constantly making relationships, especially in banking, I would say, argue, like you're saying right now, that's one of the most important things to have is to maintain those relationships. Keep out there and meeting with people you probably wouldn't have never met before. So I think that's great. And I think that's <laughs> a well-rounded answer. Um, so in your personal life, how do you manage risk? And is there any relation from that answer to your professional life? Or what are you bringing in from that? Well, you're asking someone that <laughs> willingly jumped off Alcatraz Island into the bay and swam to shore twice to prove it could be done. So I bring up like that reference for a couple of reasons. I mean, risk is, it's all relative. I mean, it's just a function of odds, likelihood, and quite frankly, can you mitigate it? And so when you think of like the Alcatraz example, most people would hear that say really cold water, choppy swells and you know sea lions and seals but most importantly documented great white sharks why on earth would you jump in that and do that it seems really risky but when you break it down i mean some of it comes down to yeah it's a big challenge a big ask but the water's 50 degrees it's you're wearing a wetsuit like the risk of hypothermia in a 30-ish minute swim for a mile and a half pretty low and the, the seals and sea lions, yeah, they're real. You look like one of them in the water, but they're more curious than they are aggressive. And the great white sharks are real, like they're there. But the reality is that bay is brackish, it's brackish water. So for the shark's own livelihood, they are deep, deep, deep in that bay when they're in there and they're operating a bit more lethargic just because of the oxygen play on their own system. So you look at it on the surface, it looks crazy. You break down the reality of it and it makes sense. So it really comes down to just managing the risk and relative risk and then mitigating it some way. So, you know, again, having grown up and playing tennis and chess to kind of bring that back up again, that's what those games are all about. It's about taking risks. It's playing to your strengths. It's doing things responsibly. It's in the end trying to win. I'm fiercely competitive and always have been. I think that's what makes me unique. And, and I think that's what's helped me be successful in my career. I've you know, done a lot over the last 30 years. I'm super thankful for all the investment people have put in my career. I, I think in the middle market space in North Texas, I've helped raise, gosh, $10 billion in bank capital for middle market companies. And that's a lot of transactions. I didn't work with AT&T. It was just your your normal commercial banking client that's doing business in this market. And, you know, I have never had, knock on wood, I've never charged off a loan, never impaired any capital. So 
I feel like my gut's been pretty good to me and I don't think that's by accident. So again, I mean, risk is one of those things and I would encourage the analysts when I was managing them to view it that way. It's really easy to pass and say something's too hard. It's really easy to pass and say, gosh, it seems like it has some risk. But what I would always challenge people is stare at that decision tree and think about the likelihood of something happening. How could you mitigate it? What would really be your fallback? And more importantly, is that risk real? And if it's not, like, don't let the fear of the mountain like scare you off. So what is something that may not be top of mind for others, but you think will change your industry in the future? We've all seen the digital age blow through the banking system the last 10 years. I mean, companies and clients demanded that we change the way that we deliver our products and services. So you think about how digital the banks have become. I mean, that era started eight, 10 years ago and really was the biggest change we saw in the market the last decade What's changing now is artificial intelligence. I mean, AI is coming fast. I made a comment on a video two years ago at the DRC annual meeting, and I talked about how AI was going to be the biggest change maker in banking. And I'll be honest, like I got some blank stares. And even some people who asked me after, like, what did you mean and how does that look? How does that look like? And, you know, banking in its simplest form is a heavily manual business, like think cash, think coins, lockboxes, service functions, monitoring functions, like even sales functions. Mm -hmm. We'll continue to see ways to use AI to deliver a banking service and product that I hate to say it, will be quicker, more efficient, more accurate than human resources. And and we're already seeing pockets of that now. That is going to be the race in banking, in my opinion, really financial services over the next five to 10 years. And you know we're well positioned at UMB to capitalize on it, as are everyone else. So very good. Rounding out our questions here at the end, Todd, as market president, what has you worried in terms of challenges or obstacles? And I know we kind of touched on it a little bit that you have a positive outlook for 2024, but what are you most looking forward to in 2024 with UMB Bake? Sure. Well, professionally, it's keeping the pace at UNB at or faster than what they've had in the past. I mean, I've inherited a big responsibility here. It's been a very strategic, methodical 10 years for UMB and in, in Texas. And, and I want to make sure, you know, I can help keep those standards high and help the firm to grow like it wants to grow. But the reality is the economy is going to be shaky. Uh, there's not a lot spoken about it in the markets, but we've got an election about to happen. And there are really two paths this economy could go down, depending on who's in office. So there's going to be a lot of uncertainty this year. The good news is we think this will create opportunity for us. So back to what I said earlier, we're in fantastic shape. We're mm -hmm. talking to as many companies as possible. When we start getting as many reverse inquiries that we do to talk to us about what we're seeing, my red flag goes up a little bit because what it tells me is there's weakness in the banking system, so to speak. And, and there are companies that are trying to shop their capital around. We're not trying to grow for the sake of just growing. I mean, again, we want fulsome relationships, ones that appreciate our value proposition. And you know that's a lot to handle. We're going to be smart in 2024. I mean, we're going to take our time, make sure we're looking at the right opportunities. But at the same time, we feel good about our positioning. So again, we'll look to capitalize on it. Todd, thank you so much for joining in on this episode. I've learned so much. You've given me so much insight into kind of what to expect for 2024, what to expect from UMB Bank, and especially you as you enter into your new role at UMB Bank. And I thank you again for just being on the show. 
Well, thank you for the platform. First, you do an incredible job with these podcasts. I've been listening to them for a long time and I'm flattered that you wanted to have me on the show. So hopefully I lived up to the bill again. Thanks for the time and uh, appreciate the platform. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. Thank you.